You're listening to the Power of Journaling podcast. Journaling has been scientifically proven to speed healing, increase productivity, reduce stress, anxiety, and depression, and improve creativity. Thank you for joining journaling.com as we explore all things journaling. When you are trying to uncover what your calling is, ideas and impulses will come to you. Take action on these. I was recently in Arizona and I met a friend at the Franciscan Rejuvenation Center. I just love that word rejuvenation, don't you? They have a lovely labyrinth out back And I opened myself fully to the labyrinth and I let it take me on a journey. At first, the journey was pretty straightforward. Then as I was nearing the center, the labyrinth had me turn around and walk back to the beginning again. This time it had me pause when I came to a tripping hazard and I was shown how to go around it. As I walked, the labyrinth said, Notice how much faster you are going now that you know where the hazards are? Keep walking, and this time you don't even need to look down. Just use your peripheral vision. The labyrinth had me cross out of my lanes and move sideways, and when I resisted, the labyrinth reminded me that I had promised to follow its guidance even when uncomfortable. One time, it wanted me to step out of my lane and go over to my friend in her lane and give her a hug. I was afraid to, and I thought to myself, oh, I don't want to disturb her. The labyrinth had me do it anyway, and she cried in my arms as I hugged her and patted her back, telling her silently that everything was going to be okay. As I continued walking, the labyrinth had me put my footprint over the footprints of others. It whispered, you worry about obliterating others. Are you ready to let that go? I walked a bit and then acknowledged that, yes, I was ready to let that go. Finally, the labyrinth took me to the center. And as I sat in the center, cross-legged and comfy in the dirt, I had an aha. The center was nice, but really nothing special. It was the journey to the center that was so much fun. Well, you know, the labyrinth and destiny, it has a lot in common. And I have really been connecting to this idea of what our higher destiny is and how listening to and acting on this higher destiny requires a different approach than perhaps we may have ever done before. And it used to be that, you know, in the old days, um, pursuing our dreams and our goals, it was an outside-in type of operation. We would, we would decide on something outside of us, and maybe we would get a picture of that and we would put it on a vision board, or we would set that thing as our goal, and then we worked in a linear fashion. We kind of muscled our way to that goal. Um, it was kind of an, it had a kind of an aggressive quality to it. And the motto for the old days to that style of um, pursuing our goals and finding purpose and mission, the motto for that style was, you know, it's better to beg forgiveness than to ask permission. 
But, you know, the labyrinth taught me something and life is teaching me something. I don't think that the world works that way anymore. Um, And operating at the level of destiny, that very, very highest of levels is different. We can't picture for ourselves what it is that we want to be or create because that may not exist yet. For example, you know, part of my purpose in life and what brought me great meaning in life was creating internet businesses. And I could not have added that to my vision board or set that as a goal in my 20s because the internet didn't exist yet. It's almost like we're a caterpillar and you know a caterpillar only knows its own environment it doesn't know the possibility of becoming a butterfly and destiny and the divine i believe has butterfly plans for us that we may not know right now so we're going to have to let ourselves be guided from inside ourselves and how do we do that Well, number one, I think, is that, um, you know, the idea of trust the universe, trust the universe, trust God, trust higher power, believe that the universe is a benevolent place and that it has our back. You know, believing that life is good, that the universe is a benevolent place. Number two is developing the habit of listening um, to our intuition, Number three, then bravely following those inner promptings, even when they don't make sense or feel uncomfortable. Like when I was in the labyrinth and it wanted me to go sideways instead of staying in my lane. It was uncomfortable, but I had promised that I would follow the promptings. Number four, instead of aggression, I think it's time, I know it is time, to bring a softer quality to our goals asking permission, connecting with others, being kind, gentle, loving, appreciative. And instead of going it alone and competing against other, it's time now to embrace the idea that really we know it, we are stronger together. Number five, start listening to our yearnings, even when they don't make sense. The field of destiny sees a bigger picture for us than we can see for ourselves. And it communicates via yearnings and heart desires. So connect to your deeper desires and let this this divine consciousness guide you. And something that's really important here is that listening and following destiny's guidance doesn't mean that we're waiting or that we are passive. We don't just throw our hands up and think, oh, you know, if it's meant to be, it will just be given to me and with no work on my part. I I think I fell into that trap for a bit is that I um, didn't make any decisions for myself. I was, con- I was very passive, and I was just constantly waiting for explicit directions instead of recognizing that um, it's the yearnings, those deep desires and those yearnings. That's the way direction is being um, communicated to us. We are powerful creators. We're meant to create, and creating is 
active. It's not passive. Um, so when you feel a powerful yearning, listen to your intuition and act on it. The prompting could be perhaps maybe to call someone or to email someone. Do it. Follow that prompting. Just trust. Even though it doesn't make sense or even though you have to go outside your lane and give somebody a hug, that person may need the hug and it's the universe, the divine, the God that knows that and that we don't know that, but we can be an instrument for good by following that, those beautiful promptings. And many times we believe in a higher power, but we don't trust our life to that power. We don't listen to our intuition. But when you start to listen and follow your intuition, you begin to receive the next step and the next step and the next step. Remember, you know, the caterpillar doesn't know what the next steps are for it in the butterfly stage. And just like us, we don't know what the goal is because it may not exist yet or be in our realm of possibility yet. So we have to practice and cultivate a feeling of awareness and receptivity and trust. We have to cultivate courage. Oh my gosh, it takes so much courage and also playfulness to kind of listen to that soft voice, those promptings, and then just kind of play with that. And living in a way that is non-linear and then just kind of trusting this interior form of navigating. I really like that phrase trusting in an interior form of navigating. Um, When you're trying to uncover what your calling is, um, ideas and impulses, they will come to you you and take action on them. They're going to come as impulses, as a soft voice. What I like to do is I'm practicing this because otherwise the voice is so soft that I miss it. So I go out for walks and I just practice listening inside myself. And the the little voice will say, go left, go right, go straight ahead. Oh, notice this flower. So just like on the labyrinth, I'm practicing kind of taking directions, if you will. And I'm also really practicing and noticing my yearnings. They're like heart yearnings, especially for like around the business world or things that they want me to create. I feel like are meant for me to create, even though it's non-linear and it wasn't part of my plan. I'm trying to be really brave now and I'm teaching that class, leading that that book club, um, creating you know that podcast, like the podcast here today. I'm really trying to get good about it. And I think I think it's going to take us practice because it's scary, right? You know, at the end of the labyrinth, it had me walking around the outside of the labyrinth, um, even though I worried that people were going to think I was crazy. So we may have to practice this until we develop um, inner trust and also trust in ourselves and trust in life. All right, you've got this. This is Rebecca Kogendurfer with The Power of Journaling, as always, sending you heaps and heaps of love. Thank you for joining us. For more great information on how journaling can improve your life, visit journaling.com and pick up a free copy of our guided journal, 30 Days of Joy.